Before we get into bike talk. Okay, no, no, no. Let's try it again. Put her on a bike. And she loved it. She loved it. She rocked it. <laughs> I kind of like this sport. Women, cycling, inspiration. You're listening to Rome Rides, wherever adventure takes us. It took a while for my friends to realize I wasn't moving. And so somebody came down, I'm like, oh man, go get ski troll, you know, I broke my legs. They're like, okay. I had to go down there and one ski troll comes back and he checks me out and he gets like ashen white face and steps aside and calls for a helicopter. And I'm thinking, oh man, I'm gonna really hurt myself. So we've all heard it before. It only takes a single moment for your entire life to change. But how often do we get to hear about what happens after those life-changing moments? Hey everyone, I'm Ash Bocast. You're tuned into Rome Rides. And in this podcast, we're going to be sharing a story about an unexpected moment that drastically changed one woman's life, oddly enough, for the better. I am so excited to be back behind the mic. And before we get to our story, I have to give a shout out to Sarah in Whitefish, Montana for totally calling me out. It's been way too long since I recorded a podcast, and I want to say thanks to Sarah and to everyone who's encouraged me along the way. There are so many wonderful stories out there about women and their bikes and their lives, so if you have these stories or you know someone that I need to talk to, please email me or leave a comment, and I'll add it to my growing list of lady shredding awesomeness that's going to be coming your way. Last thing. I have a puppy. Her name is Ryder, and her Instagram handle is Rome Ryder. Very similar to this podcast. You guys can't see her. She's the cutest puppy in the entire world. She is adorable and noisy and makes an unplanned guest appearance in this podcast. So if there's strange noises and yips, you know where they're coming from. Okay, let's get started. If that works for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll set the scene Okay. with you just telling me your name and kind of... Okay. <laughs> My name is Carrie Welch. I live in Chico, California, and I'm currently a real estate broker who dabbles in mountain biking on the weekends. So how long have you been riding for? Well, I remember my first mountain bike was a Gary Fisher hardtail in... <laughs> Hi, Missy. We're having an interview right now. Can you, can you uh, come sit down? Um, and it was more a transportation piece than anything else. It was just... You needed gears. So Carrie paints this picture of her life as a 20-something-year-old college student in the early 90s, and it's pretty typical. She's living in Boulder, Colorado. She's going to classes, gets a bike to commute around town. And where her run-of-the-mill college experience gets really interesting is that Carrie is at the forefront of a quickly progressing new-ish winter sport and she's this girl in a sea of dudes and this crew that she shreds with is really pushing the envelope for faster bigger higher and it's definitely attracting some attention um, so yeah snowboarding was my thing and uh i was riding with some guys up there who were had just gotten sponsored because they did a video and this is back before youtube and back before anybody did videos and they said, hey, you know, Carrie, we're going to do a second video ride with us. And so I was, like, beyond excited. So to be clear, this is an era where no one has a camera following them around. Forget GoPros, forget your iPhone. 
for 20-something-year-old Carrie, this opportunity to be in a snowboard film was a huge deal. I'm the only girl. Oh, my God, they asked me to ride with them. I'm going to get sponsored. thought I was just such a badass. Um, and we went up to the top of Copper Mountain. Uh, Cornice had hit plenty of times. And I had just tweaked my stance, and I hiked up a little farther than normal. It was like Kodak Courage World. And uh, surpassed the curve of the cornice, and it was about 40 feet, but landed on the flat and uh, just blew out my back. And thought, oh man, I broke my legs. You know, is what I really first thought. I broke my legs. Dang it. Like so darn, I broke yeah, my legs. Yeah, it was a beautiful Sunday. It was gorgeous. I just really didn't think much more than oh, I broke my legs. And shock setting in, and I'm starting to get like irritated with everybody. And they bring a bunch of people and they take me down the mountain and there's a helicopter waiting and they all sit in the other room and watch the video of my accident. And they wouldn't let me watch it and I was yelling all by myself, I want to see the video! And I never did actually see the video if you're curious because um, I know I messed up and now I'm glad I don't get to see for real what really happened because it might not have been very pretty. Right. Um, so nine hours of surgery and titanium rods and screws and I have a spinal cord injury and nerve damage. And I'm very lucky to walk. Very lucky to walk. So when I interviewed Carrie, she really didn't dwell on the immediate aftermath of her accident. And in fact, in the years that I've known her, I've never really had a conversation about just how badly she was injured. So I called her and I got the details. And while I didn't record the conversation, I think it's important to tell you that when Carrie careened 40 feet off the side of a mountain and landed the wrong way, she actually paralyzed herself. She was in ICU for a while. She spent several months in the hospital learning how to do things as simple as holding up her arm so she could brush her hair. She underwent an initial back surgery and then had two years of really frustrating waiting before her nerves regenerated enough feeling so she could physically learn to walk again. And as she tells it, this initial walking that really didn't happen until almost three years after her accident was so uncoordinated that her brother was kind of embarrassed to be out in public with her. And I mean, the list goes on in the following decade, Carrie battled with an opiate addiction from all the painkillers from her initial injury, which was compounded by half a dozen surgeries she continues to have so she can just stand and walk. And um, she'll never mention it, but I think she lives with this constant physical discomfort. And you would never know any of this if you saw her walking into a coffee shop and you sure as hell wouldn't guess it if you saw her on a bike. I got a little hip sway going on, but that's okay. Some swagger. Some swagger. Men think I do it on purpose. <laughs> Whatever works. When I broke my back, I was working for Outward Bound. I was wanting to be an Outward Bound instructor. I was doing logistics, and, and I was really frustrated thinking that my exploration of the outdoors was, was put to rest by my mobility issues. And uh, lo and behold, on a bicycle, it was easier than walking, and I was psyched to be on a bike because it was nice to be back outdoors so I wear carbon fiber braces so my ankles don't collapse so I can stand up on my pedals. Um, as you can imagine, no calves means climbing sucks. 
I hate it so bad um, that I'm a gravity girl more than anything. And yeah, I mean, I remember riding with you, barely knew you, and I just got in a car with you. And I would never in a million years have guessed, like, I was just trying to keep up with you. <laughs> and you were being really patient. I'm not sure I ride that fast anymore. That was quite a few years ago. What were you like before the accident? Oh, I was How kind was of it? a bitch, honestly. I wasn't the nicest person. And ultimately, the accident has given me gratitude, and I'm happy all the time. I mean, granted, I have physical troubles, but um, damn, I'm so stoked when I get out of bed in the morning, and my, my body works, and my feet work, and um, I'm much happier. And I'm, I think having a traumatic injury that takes your full mobility away or takes your whole life away essentially and, and challenges you to rebuild your attitude as well as your physical body um, you can take two paths you can be the victim and say woe is me I have a hard time walking this sucks or you can say damn I have a hard time walking let me get a bike <laughs> right. or let me let me find a way around it and then just be thankful you have a body or that you are able to get out of bed or you know, so mountain biking is give. I know it's given me like the freedom to get back outdoors and and be an able-bodied person, almost. You know, I you know again I don't climb, but when I ride downhill, I wear pads and nobody sees my my braces, and I feel normal and I can yeah. haul ass and hold my own and it's fun. It, the one thing that it really did is um, it allowed me to see myself as an athlete again. And one where I didn't need, um, so granted I'm wearing braces at North Star, but you wear these big old pads anywhere, and no one, no one knows. And so it was an opportunity for me to hold my own uh, with able-bodied people and have no, I didn't feel in, inferior or um, like had, a, you know, adaptability issues. Being able to identify with the sport after so long, you know, after I broke my back, it was years and years, and I didn't do anything but eat opiates and sit on the couch and say I couldn't do anything. It was no physical condition. And then uh, running into people who lived in Truckee, and we decided to rent downhill bikes one day and go to North Star. It just completely changed how I perceived myself. I no longer was somebody who couldn't do anything. Right. On a bike, I could do something. On a bike with chairlift. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was born a restless wayward child. I could hear the whole world calling me outside. Listening to Carrie, I am once again reminded of how lucky I am to have working arms and legs. And I am so grateful to have women like Carrie out there in the world and sharing this wonderful message of gratitude to us all. If Carrie hasn't inspired you to get out and ride your bike and be grateful for every single moment, even the unplanned ones, feel free to check out the rest of the stories here at the Rome Rides podcast. I just want to say thank you so much to Carrie Welch for sharing her story and I want to let you know I'm going to be thinking of you every pedal stroke up every hill this summer because yes, I'm with you. Hills do suck. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, you've been listening to Rome Rides, wherever adventure takes us. Take me to the river.